Dun, 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 dun. They say it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy you. birthday to you. What's up, babe? Happy birthday. It is my birthday. I'm so excited. Um, I, You know what? I, it's so weird because I think my mom stopped celebrating my birthday after age 11. Really? Yeah. And then I met you and I met our friend Kim, mm -hmm. and she was really into birthdays. Yeah. And then she resuscitated it, and then you've carried it on. Absolutely. I remember our friend Ron, too. Uh, yeah. All the way back in the day when we first met each other in L.A. Yeah. People in Los Angeles know how to do birthdays. Oh, I agree. They really do. And I, I almost wonder if Gen X was their birthdays were exnayed by boomers because no one ever celebrated a boomer's birthday. So Nothing, boomers yeah. didn't really know how to celebrate their kids' birthdays. But um, but being in L.A., that did kind of change things because coming from Chicago, it was like, yeah, let's go have a drink. Uh, in L.A., they're like, oh, we're doing this up. Like, we're going dancing. We're going to the hottest restaurant. Like, and see get, you at brunch on Sunday. Get a new outfit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's uh -huh. a whole birthday weekend thing. It is a whole birthday weekend in L.A. So yeah. we're not in L.A., and are you making this a birthday weekend? Uh, well, we were getting the house ready yesterday. We did whatever you wanted yesterday. So I guess in a way it's whatever you wanted. Not the exact, uh, not, not our historic birthday celebration this weekend. Yeah. But you know what? Phil came in and made me a cocktail. And that's all it took. A cocktail and a red cup. I and, love it. And it makes my birthday that extra special. Yes, it does. And, and I'm going to have a drink right now. Okay, it, go ahead. Because it's my birthday. And then, you know. You know I'm always up for a little sweet romance. <laughs> That's not happening. It's my birthday. Is it weird when I say that when Phil's sitting like 10 feet away from us? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What's up, Phil? How are your holidays? <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed we talk about sexy time a lot less now that Phil's around. We never talked about it really before. No. I tried to. You always like no, shot it down. Not going to happen. Nothing's changed. Mm-mm. The only thing she wants for her birthday is to be left alone. So we're going to get this episode started. We went to Greenville, South Carolina. We got a lot coming at you. Let's roll. Happy birthday. Thank you. No sexy time. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back to another episode of Skip Town. We are here to remind you, if you're liking the show and the content that you see and find here, please won't you subscribe and like and share and review wherever you are finding us and make sure you follow us at our social media outlets. We have a link tree link in the show liner notes below. And with that, we're going to get started. How you doing? Birthday I'm, girl. I'm doing great. I, I like stepped on your line because I was so excited to tell you I'm doing great. So it's my birthday. We're recording on my birthday. People have been giving me a hard time about working on my birthday, but I have to say, I don't really have a problem with it because I feel like we celebrate each other quite a bit throughout the year. So it's not like my birthday is the one special day or mother's day is that one special day where I get to boss you around. Cause oh, you I generally, <laughs> generally do that throughout the year yep. so uh so this will be no different but the difference today is that we walked into work and no one has ever 
greeted me with a cocktail. No one's ever greeted you with a cocktail <laughs> in the work, office. Cheers, work. Phil. Well done. <laughs> Why don't you tell yeah. the people, hello, Phil, producer Phil, by the way. And you have to What's join going us. On, guys? I have my drink here. It's pretty much gone already, but uh, I wanted to make you something nice. Uh, and I didn't know if it, sh if it should be something super strong or, or what. So there's some orange juice in there, a little rum chata, and some whipped vanilla vodka. So happy birthday to you. It, this is iconic going down in the history books walking into work and someone giving me a cocktail so i am thrilled best birthday ever phil thank you <laughs> i'll Tastes be pretty smooth it's a good oh, recipe this is dangerous mm -hmm. like legitimately dangerous i feel like i'm drinking an orange julius and if you are over the age of 45 you know exactly what that tastes like i recommend it breakfast of champions phil does not know what that is no, what? Who's Julius? Oh, and why is he orange? <laughs> he just dated me. He just dated me. Mm -hmm. Terrible birthday moment. Oh no! I can't, you, can't, Listen, you can't take it back. <laughs> hey, Phil. She's so old. She remembers when Chick Fil A sucked. That oh. is true. Yeah, I do remember when it was just in the mall and it sucked. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Okay, I can't take it back. I just said it was a terrible birthday moment, just for a minute. When we when we both said it tastes like an orange Julius, and we looked at Phil and he had a blank look on yeah. his face. I was like, Do you not know what that is? And so he like, said, No idea. Mm -mm. Yeah. You'll find one. I think they're still around in some malls. They're hard to find, but if you happen to come across an orange Julius, you have to taste it, and then you'll know this tastes just like. So it. it's a store. No, what is, what, what? It, it's a, it's a, it's like, it's in the, it's in the food court of like most malls. It's like a fast malls. food mall place. Yeah. So they sell. So it's, it's like a Sbarro. <laughs> similar. Yeah. <laughs> but it's orange drinks only. And they taste like creamsicles. So the creamsicle ice cream you could get in a beverage and it was called an Orange Julius. Yeah. So it's just a beverage place stand up in a food court mall. Yeah. That's where they used to be. Mm -hmm. That's it. And we spent a lot of time on that. So let's get going. <laughs> oh, Han, this time is going to roll. This is going to be a good one. We got a lot of stuff. <laughs> First off, uh, I don't know. I, my show notes you gave me say Greenville, North Carolina. I don't know which Greenville you're talking oh, about, but oh, yeah. I went to South Carolina. I may have had a cocktail last yeah, night, you too. <laughs> I started my birthday early last night. Okay. You did, you did. Um, yeah, so Greenville, South Carolina. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. So uh, They're really close, so you know it's all the same. Yeah. So back when we started mm -hmm. uh, and first hit the road and sort of announced the podcast and all of our personal social media that we were looking for a new hometown, I have a cousin in Greenville, South Carolina, Lyman specifically, uh, who said right out of the gate, do not sleep on Greenville. What are you doing? I just, my nose is running. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to do that. My nose was running. The camera wasn't even on me. I saw him. It wasn't even on me. I switched it to you, though. Oh, I was like, did you? I wasn't looking. Because I drew attention to you. <laughs> What the go, hell? Go, my nose is running. Sorry. Yeah, anyway, cousin Doreen was kind enough <laughs> to tell me to check out Greenville, South Carolina and our travels before we ultimately settled on wherever our hometown was going to be. And I'm not going to bury the lead here, but we have like, I have to say right out of the gate, she was right. It was a really impressive city. Why don't you tell me about what your initial impressions were? Oh, uh, okay, first of all, I expected it to be a two-block town. Like because, Auburn. Yes, because that has been our experience coming up on some of these cities that people say, fantastic, great, you have to visit. And they are, but they're only two blocks long, maybe three at the most. No, 
no, no. Greenville is blocks and blocks and blocks. And it's not old and modern combined. It is just straight up architecturally defined as charming, um, vintage. There's a tiny bit of modern, but they blend it so well with the landscape that it doesn't feel like a mishmash because we have found that to be the case in some cities we visited. Sure. It was beautiful. And, um, I, you know, right out of the gate, we land in our hotel. So I have to give a shout out to Homewood Suites, which is owned by Hilton. Uh, it was right on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said you got it downtown, that's always questionable because even when you're looking at a hotel, unless you, you are looking at their map, downtown isn't always downtown. It could be uh, the very, very outskirts of town. No, this Homewood Suites was amazing. It was right across from the baseball field. Uh, we walked out the door and we were smack dab in the middle of everything. Highly recommend, you know, uh, just it, the price was great. So if you're going to go visit Greenville, go to Homewood Suites. Uh, it was walkable. It was great. It was. I, I really, I I enjoyed it immensely, more than I anticipated. Agree. Uh, the field you're referencing is Fluor Field, F-L-U-O-R Field. Correct. Uh, it is the home of the Carolina Drive minor league baseball team who is attached to which which major league baseball team? The Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox, yes. Uh, I know you were thinking I wasn't going to know that. No, I, I knew, well, I knew you had seen it. I just didn't know if you were going to remember it. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Well, you weren't there. So if you're there, you kind of know it. But I wouldn't have known that not being there for sure. But he, I think he thought I didn't remember that it was Boston Red Sox, but I remembered. Yeah. Uh, They had the insignia. uh, First off, a beautiful park, beautiful view. Our room going back to Homewood Suites for just a millisecond. uh, Really spacious room that we had for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. And a fantastic view. Uh, my take is that everything in downtown Greenville is way more cosmopolitan than I thought it was going to be. I had I had Agreed. no expectations one way or another coming in, uh, but I agree that it was bigger in a but strangely enough in a good way uh, than I thought it was going to be. Sometimes when you stay downtown, you mentioned either you're on the outskirts or whatever, but also sometimes you stay downtown and it's like. Bam, big fat convention center in your face and you have to walk three miles around it to get to where all the restaurants are and stuff. Main Street Greenville is designed in such a way where it's like no matter where you're at along that route, it's fantastic. There's a skyline and you would not expect there to be a skyline for a city this size because downtown Greenville, I think it only has, let me look at my numbers because I actually did write it down. Downtown Greenville... Only has 12,700 residents. I wanted to get that correct. So for a city that small to have a skyline is 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 pretty exceptional. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, the, we, we pulled up and we were like, what? Yeah, the whole area is only about 72,000 people. Yeah, in, so in, 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 in Greenville, I don't know if it's Greenville County. But no, in, Greenville in County is, Greenville. yeah, Greenville County is like 600,000 people. Yeah. But Greenville City is, um, what is, I, I have that the downtown area is 12,700. And mm-hmm. then Greenville City is, I think, 72,000. Yeah. And then Greenville County, completely, the whole county is like 600,000. But um, So it's a nice medium-sized city, really. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the charm of this city is the fact that, you know, I'd mentioned earlier, they didn't really change the architecture much. They kind of kept the the Southern charm of it. It's an old city. It was founded in 1770. Oh. So that's something that, you know, um, I, 
I found interesting because usually when a city is that old, uh, Savannah seems to be the only city where they really kept everything. Uh, they 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 do away with a lot of those old buildings, sure. and they did not do that in Greenville. They are very keen on repurposing all their old buildings. Now, a lot of their buildings um, are old manufacturing buildings of textiles, specifically cotton. So we learned that mm -hmm. while we were there. Now, just some facts about Greenville. In the early 1800s, Greenville had its own university, which is Furman, and we Furman. drove by. Furman is still there yep. from the 1800s. It's a beautiful campus. They were very active in construction, so the city was bustling in the 1800s. And by 1874, they had their own newspaper, which to me is pretty amazing in 1874 to have your own newspaper when you think about back then like what, what was available to people. Well, traditionally, I think a lot of people attribute all of those happenings to like the New England states or what have you. So now we're in a Southern state. And meanwhile, there's still like, there's progress. Yes, that's happening it. There all was over the place. Exactly. And then in the early 1900s, that's when they opened up their first cotton mill. So um, at one point- Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. what, what, what you talking about? <laughs> we're not gonna linger on cotton too long. Don't worry. We are not. Don't worry, Phil. <laughs> we are not. We are not. Um, it wasn't a cotton field. It wasn't a camp plantation. It was a cotton mill. Um, and it was, at one point, they were the hub of um, textile manufacturing, specifically cotton, that they were labeled the textile, textile center of the South. So from 1915 to actually 2004, Greenville, South Carolina hosted uh, a, a fair trade i can't get it out a trade fair it's getting you i know it is it is really this is sneaking up the southern textile exposition which is really was really huge at the time it was where everyone came from all over the country and the world to look at the textiles and um unfortunately by the 70s and 80s they lost their luster because all of the textile jobs were being moved overseas right but you know for many many years they were the hub of uh, textile manufacturing in in America. Yeah, and their story follows along with all the steel mills, all the other manufacturing yes. that happened in America around that time that was you know, increasingly being shipped overseas for cheaper labor. The difference though with Greenville and some of those other cities is that some of those cities, the buildings are left vacant right now and just decaying. Whereas Greenville is taking those cities that were used for manufacturing and they're repurposing them for lofts, mixed workspace, offices mm -hmm. and they aren't really changing the facade they're actually re what do you do when you're like re they're rehabbing the in interior yeah, but, the, but, the, the exterior, but the exterior is just you know being fortified and remains the same so exactly. it's like so it's like a resto mod on a car exactly so like they keep the the exterior original yeah but everything inside is like new and upgraded oh is that exactly. what it's called oh, yeah they, they call it resto mod yeah oh okay yeah, that's, so what that's what phil what did to his gremlin oh. <laughs> Do you know what a gremlin is? No. I do. Of course I know what an AMC <laughs> I know gremlin your car is. Guy Come is on. fine. I'm just teasing you about your no. we, uh, millennial the self. Escort. It's the escort. They all soup up the escort. Oh, the escorts, yeah. yeah. That's the new one. The little um, whips. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, going along with what you're saying, though, in a way, okay, so the city did fall upon disrepair, or, or at least it started yeah. to decay because of industry fleeing. Um, it was, though... 
there was a part of downtown where it wasn't like it had always re retained its charm and all that other stuff. They put an actual four lane bridge in going through the center of downtown because they wanted all that commerce and they wanted all the traffic flow and everything going right through the downtown. True. Um, but in uh, around the late 90s, people started to recognize, specifically people from uh, the Carolina Foothills Garden Club, the women, started to recognize that, oh, uh, turns out there's a beautiful waterfall right <laughs> under this crappy bridge. In the middle of the city. That everybody threw asphalt over. And you can't really enjoy the scenic beauty. Like, I mean, the, the whole reason the town was founded was because there was a mill right there that used the flowing water <laughs> to generate power to yeah. do whatever they were doing there. And it's uh, a beautiful waterfall, literally in the middle of the city. It's gorgeous. It is. It's gorgeous. So in the late nineties, Anna Kate hip who helped raise funds for a $3 million park wow. uh, endowment, including a $500,000 gift from Liberty Corp uh, secured naming rights to the Liberty bridge. And uh, they still have the same mayor that was around back then. And this guy really took a gamble on the city. He committed himself to getting that ugly bridge destroyed. The four-lane bridge. The four-lane bridge and just putting a single lane each way. Uh, his name is Knox White. And turns out Knox was right because 27 years later, he's still the mayor. And it's a gorgeous downtown. Like, if you follow us on social media, I posted it on one of my accounts uh, I could not believe this city leads with its downtown. And at the heart of that, the beating heart of that downtown is that uh, Falls Park yes. and Liberty Bridge surrounding the Reedy Falls right in downtown, yeah. like right in the center of all the buildings. Uh -huh. It's kind of amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, props to both those people, especially uh, Mayor. You can't say anything bad about Knox White because people like Knox can. White, they're no. like, what'd you just say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he committed in the late 90s to get this done. He convinced the uh, city council to push it through. The bridge was demolished in 2002. The park was completed in 2004. And by 2006, he had he had the city commit $13 million to, the, to replacing this bridge. By 2006, in six years, uh, the $13 million investment yielded a hundred million in new businesses. I believe it. Wow. Yeah. Restaurants, shops, yeah. and it's it's a spec it's one of the most surprising downtowns I've ever seen. It's pretty cool. Can't recommend enough. Right down in that area of uh, the first one of the first nights we were there, we went to the Grand Bohemian. Grand Bohemian yeah. Hotel. And they have a restaurant there called was it Between the Ferns? Trees. Oh no, that's Zach Gilfinakis. <laughs> uh, between the trees. Between the trees. Yes, it's between the trees. And it's a, like a really bougie restaurant that sits on the water. But we just had drinks and enjoyed the sights. The bar is beautiful. So that was a really great first night. We walked over the suspension bridge, yep. had a cocktail in their beautiful restaurant, and just saw the landscape around us. It was so pretty. I have a, I have a question about yeah. this, this yeah, restaurant, though. Oh, yeah. Do they have deviled eggs? I don't know. Do they have deviled eggs? Many do. I Many don't know do. if that one did. Oh, trash. They're trash. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Automatic trash then, right? That's what that's what that's our barometer now, right? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yes. Uh but speaking of food, yeah. do we want to go there already? 
Well, I thought it had, I, I really was quite pleased with their food. Like they had everything from Southern to barbecue to Italian. I mean, Mediterranean even. Do you have an issue with their food? I don't. My it, my only issue is it's not even an issue. It's just a statistic. More than 110 restaurants in downtown alone. Oh, yeah. It's They're, a foodie paradise. 100%. Like wherever you go, you mm -hmm. see it. And it's not, it, it's, I mean, they have sandwich shops. They have crepe places. They have, oh, homemade ice cream everywhere. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Several James Beard nominated chefs operating out of the Greenville area. Only 12,700 residents in that downtown and several James Beard uh, nominated chefs. What is, what, is, what, is, what is that? What's the James Beard? Oh, James Beard is uh, an award that you receive for outstanding uh, culinary. culinary skills. So it's kind of like it's. I don't know if it's below the Michelin. I think it would be considered below. Like Michelin is like the five, five star. Like if you're a Michelin restaurant, chances are you have menus without prices. And if you're a James Beard award and sh awarded chef, um, it's just really upper tier. Like you know you're going to have a fine dinner. Mm. You, the, you, the menus will still have do prices you think on it. When a restaurant has like a whole bunch of items, do you think that's bad or do you think it's better that they have like let's say choices? Just like Cheesecake Factory has a huge menu, right? Yeah. Or is it better to have like such a huge selection or like maybe like 10 to 20 things that like hit really, really good? I think it's the second. I think the latter. I do too. I'm a, yep. You're generally going to find a better restaurant because they focus on what they do well mm -hmm. instead of just buying a trillion ingredients uh, to make all these different menu items. Uh, Agreed. I, I think a chef who any chef worth their weight in salt will probably agree yeah. that, you know, I have, especially when they're doing local sourcing or what have you, it's like, okay, turnips are in season. So today we're having turnip soup. I don't know. Yeah. That's a horrible example because turnips suck. They're but. disgusting. I don't know why you use turnips. I don't know either. Okay. But yes, <laughs> yes, I agree uh, with you and minus the turnips that a smaller <laughs> menu will cultivate, I think, better flavors. Yeah. You know what we did find a lot of there, Phil? Why don't you tell him, babe? What kind of restaurant do we keep seeing over and over and over again? Popeyes. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought, I thought we were maybe, playing that game. <laughs> maybe. Oh, oysters. Oysters. Okay, so this is crazy. Yeah. We have traveled, you know, been on the road for a year and a half. And in all of our experiences, when we are in a seaside town, uh, there's a lot of seafood places. Naturally. Yeah. Okay. Greenville, North Carolina is the northwest part of South Carolina. It is three hours well, from the- You just lost everybody there. Did I say Greenville, North Carolina? Green no, you said Greenville, South Carolina is the northwest part of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Like three directions it? in one sentence. Okay, whatever. Greenville, forget South Carolina. The rum chot is kicking okay. in. Phil. Greenville <laughs> is the northwest part of South Carolina. So you're three hours from the coast. Oyster places everywhere, I, I, everywhere you look. So I had to ask people, like I asked a waitress who had been mm -hmm. born and raised in South Carolina, what's up with oysters? She couldn't answer me. Then I asked our tour guide because like, you know, most cities we visit, we get a tour guide. Mike didn't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to research it myself. And? Well, I found that oysters have been around since the 1800s because, believe it or not, their coast... Oysters have been around since prehistoric times. No, but... Okay. Oysters <laughs> have been around in South Carolina since the 1800s. It was 
a way of people, a way for people to make money. It, it was it was a source of income during the depression for some workers. Yeah. Um, and it's because their coast is really um, rich in minerals to cultivate the oysters. I mean, oh. uh, yeah. So, so a lot of them are like cultivated in state. Oh yeah. So here's what, here's what I found. If you really want to know, I do want. it was a booming business from the 1800s, the start of world war II. cheap and plentiful. They were enjoyed across all classes. So it wasn't just for the rich, um, mm. harvesting and processing provided jobs. Even during the depression, the state's riverbanks, salt marshes and creeks are right with Eastern oysters. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, the flat coastline, Vast tidal areas and natural oyster reefs combined with a lengthy spawn season, so they're having at it, make the perfect habitat for growing abundant clusters of meaty, briny oysters. So it is the place for oysters. This just turned into a Discovery Channel show. I like it. <laughs> well, it was Nat odd. Geo. Guys, well, it, what is... Come on. No, seriously. Y'all... That's a white people thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't need oysters. Well, I'm I'm scared because I'm allergic to shellfish. So oh um, yeah, okay. so like, I always forget that. Not know, even shrimp. I, not even shrimp. No. I'm just kidding because everybody who says <laughs> no. they don't, they can't have or eat seafood or shellfish of any sort, inevitably the person responds with not even shrimp. <laughs> not even shrimp. Okay, but, so wait, do black people not eat oysters? Hell no. Why what? am I? Why am I eating a sea booger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. Oh my god! How do you? How do you even eat? Because I've seen it raw. I've seen it steamed. Yeah. I've seen it fried. Like I've held an oyster, and I'm like, I have no desire to put this in my mouth. Yeah, it's not like great. I would have to say I was never. I've never been a huge fan. I'll do it, and they do taste different from different parts of the ocean for sure. We had an oyster sampling. We were in Mexico. Remember, he was like, "This is from this part." The, it's like the flavor around it tastes better because you do put horseradish on it and you do put a little cocktail sauce. So if that... you like, or mignonette. What? Mignonette. That, What's that? Like, it's like that uh, vinegary type. Oh. Uh, with the, I think it has scallions in it or something. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, look. Are you an oyster I, aficionado? I can tell that I'm in the minority here, but <laughs> uh, a six on the half shell with a gin martini is a kick-ass afternoon. Okay. All right, Phil. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I just think they're OK, but they don't have much flavor, really, I don't think. So that's just me. I'm with Phil. OK. Fair I'm not enough. a huge fan. I would not order it by myself. OK. I order it when I'm with people who say they want to do oysters. I'm like, OK, sure. Do you but like I've seen people take it like a shot. Yeah, that's how you do it. Because yeah, you just slurp it right out of the shell. <laughs> Legit. I personally <laughs> drain the salt water off a little bit. But uh, yeah, and then I, I, I like the horseradish. It just tastes so. like trauma. <laughs> it tastes like wealthy. No, no. I, I, I'll eat caviar a hundred times versus an oyster. Uh, really? Well, yeah, I probably would too. Truthfully, um, I don't but think I've ever had caviar. Yeah, like you guys we, are so bougie. I don't think I've ever had caviar. You've had caviar. I don't think so. Would I not? Would I not know? Well, you, I mean, sushi roe is caviar essentially. Like if you've had roe on any of your sushi before. I don't think I have. I I do California rolls. I'm really basic. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Back to Greenville. <laughs> but Phil, really quick, what they do also is they cut the booger out of the shell so that when you slide. Can we not say booger. Okay. Well, I, I eat them. I enjoy them. Fine. They cut the wealth <laughs> out of the shell. There you go. And so it's easy for you to slide. Otherwise, they're stuck to the shell. So you can't just slide it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you call it? Shoot it. You can't just shoot it. Yeah. No, you can't. It just slides off. Yeah. So. Anyway, so oysters are a big deal because they were a big deal. And it's so weird that a tourist found this information. Yeah, we did have a tough time getting answers for that. So you well, because up also when you're inland and you're not near water and you see oyster houses everywhere, it, it's like, why? Like, it, you know, where is this coming from? It does. I mean... Like, it's kind of like we, you don't eat sushi. You saw the first one, okay. You saw the second one, but by the fifth one, yeah, I agree with you. It was kind of like, whoa, what's the deal with the oysters around here? Right. But now you have an answer. I'm glad you researched that because we really couldn't get that in town. Like nobody, you know. It's like, you know, when you're in Kansas, you're not going to, sushi is not your number one thing. There's no water around. Where are they getting the sushi? Right, right. So anyway, I found it. Yeah. Good job, honey. Cheers to me. I will, I will, if we do this as a segment on the show, I will try one. Okay. But it's got to have hot sauce on it. We're going to do, so. uh, we will do an episode called White People Food, and we're going to have you try everything, oh. Phil. <laughs> I'm down. That's a great idea. That is uh -huh. a great idea. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> we'll switch chairs. I'll switch cameras. <laughs> you can sit over here, and Denise will just I'm hand gonna... you, uh, you know, uh, what are they called? Oh, dinner parties. Do black folks have dinner parties? No. It's just called dinner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. white, white folks have dinner parties. Yeah, we'll have to do some, like, I don't know. What's a white food? Dinner party. Oh, Wait. stuffed mushrooms. That's very white. Do you people. do stuffed mushrooms? I love stuffed mushrooms. Oh, okay. Ah. I got I got that one wrong. Okay, okay, what's another white person appetizer? I mean hors d'oeuvres oh, are brie? A white people. Do you thing. do brie with fig jam and okay. Oh, that, there we go. A, that's that's anything French. Thing. Just cheese French. just cheese in general is just weird. Cheese and crackers is just weird. Oh. You're not feeling the cheese? No. So oh charcuterie boards are not black people thing. Uh, nope. Oh, nope. I'll just bring a charcuterie board and oysters. There we go. Oh. But we introduced you to prosciutto. You will definitely find that on a charcuterie now, board. Now, I have fallen in love with prosciutto. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I've sent Denise some several pictures of me just eating it. <laughs> so yep. Okay, so I'm going to turn him on to Brie with okay. crusty French bread and a little fig jam. He's going to be sold. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do a white people dinner party for Phil. We're going we're gonna to force you to attend a white people dinner party. We're going to record it all. Are there like, is there we're like gonna a... We're going to have a camera. Like we're going to uh -huh. put a GoPro like right at the yeah. brim of your hat so we can see your actual like eyes. Uh -huh. That's a great idea. As you're eating. Is there like when you guys have like these white people dinner parties, uh -huh. is there like certain attire you have to wear to that? Or yeah. Just... I, what? You have you to just, dress like, nice. Like casual. But yeah. You're not like wearing overalls. Well, who wears overalls? Like, did you just walk in off the back 40? No, but like, you're going to, I wear black pants, a nice blouse, <laughs> even if I'm cooking or going to someone's overalls? house. You say no. You Have you, like a dinner party, you you always put a nice shirt on. So stop it. If you're going to, so why would you say no? Well, it's casual, but it's nothing special. You don't have to wear a sport coat. That's what he's getting at. Don't wear a sweatsuit, though. You don't have to wear a suit. Or, don't wear a sweatsuit. If it's velour, you might be able no, to show up. No, no. I mean, if it's, as long as you have if it's Gucci. On your chest. I mean, if okay, it's, if it's Gucci, that's different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See? See? Okay. So anyway. <laughs> uh, but you. you <laughs> We're going to, you know what? Let's do a white people party here at the studio. We'll do a white people dinner party. Mm -hmm. Dress up like your favorite white person. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> I'm going to give you a blonde wig. You can do white face. We okay. don't care. Okay. <laughs> you can totally do white face. Yeah, in fact, we encourage it. <laughs> I'm going to get him a blonde wig, maybe with pigtails. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is going to be fun. Okay. All right. So anyway, moving on. Yeah, I've been trying to move okay, on. Sorry. <laughs> we got wrapped up in food and then we the did. white people dinner party. No, it's party. good stuff. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, but uh, you mentioned him and he needs a proper shout out. Yeah. Uh, we did a tour with a gentleman named Pastor Mike. We are leaving his contact info in the show liner notes below. You see the graphic on the screen right now as I'm speaking. Pastor Mike moved down to Greenville from Philly some 30 years ago. Yeah. He's built a life for himself, his friends, his family, uh, very active in his church to the point where his wife told him after some minor complications and health problems, hey, you know, maybe you should back off a little. So now he's a part-time Pastor Mike, uh, which allows him time to do tours with people like us. The best part about this tour was there were some historic, there actually, there were okay, many, his, many historical facts. There were, but his tour was specific. And that being, what was it? He showed us different neighborhoods for people who are actually seeking to re relocate to the Greenville area, which is the most unique tour we have taken in the, in the year and a half, two years that we've been doing this. It's the only, it's the only tour we've ever taken yeah. that was legitimately called a relocation tour. Yeah. So he did touch upon um, some history facts, but we really a lot. Yes, but we but we dug deep into neighborhoods, and he we drove did. us to outlying neighborhoods. Um, so it was different because every tour that we've ever taken with somebody was just based on that city that we were in, not the outlying neighborhoods, not real estate. So um, yeah, it was different. We were in his car. It was three hours, and um, it was a different kind a of tour. Three hour tour, and we. We didn't, we weren't on a boat. We were not on a boat. We were not on the SS Minnow <laughs> with Pastor Mike for sure. First off, I just want to divert for a second. Yeah. We uh, met him at Sully Steamers. You remember that? I do. The bagel place? Yes. Are you going to? So Phil, yeah. No, uh, so we don't Phil, need to go there. Yeah. Let's do it. So Let's go. The name is Sully Steamers. It's a specific oh. way to make bagels, Phil, right? Okay. And guess how they make the bagels? I'm assuming they steam them. They do. But. Homegirl here decides she's going to ask the cashier, can I get that toasted? Uh -huh. And if there's nary a toaster in the place, right? Is there a toaster in the place? Did you see a toaster back there? No, there's no toaster. It wasn't called Sully's Toasters. It was called Sully's Steamers. All right. To be clear, I thought the way the bagels were made, because most bagels are boiled in water. So I thought the way they actually make the bagel was that they steam it, not that they boil it. So I assumed that once the bagels were done and on the shelf and ready for consumption, <laughs> I could have them steamed with my little cream cheese on it. No, he looked at me like I had bats flying out of uh -huh. my head. He goes, ma'am, we steam them here. And I said- He was very polite about it because he's Southern, mm -hmm. but you know what he wanted to say. Oh, you stupid Northerner. Yep. Uh-huh. And I go, It oh. was a bless your heart moment. Yeah, I was like, if he said bless your heart, then that's him, yeah. him cursing you out. It was out. definitely a bless your heart moment. It was short of bless your heart. He just, he bit his tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to explain myself as in, I thought that they were made not, with steam, not boiled. I wanted to go in the whole story and I just didn't. I said, okay, <laughs> give me a steamed one. So uh, it is an interesting, I guess it's a fran chain. Uh, they actually do franchises. I looked up the company. Yeah, but he's just local to Greenville. He is just local to Greenville. However, if you want a franchise opportunity and you have 500K of net worth and 100K in liquid assets, you can own your own $600,000. Sully Steamers. 
six hundred thousand dollars. I think for that's bagels. pretty typical. I think that's pretty typical for a franchise. No wonder bagels are like ten dollars. Probably, and but, that doesn't um, include the rent. The that's business crazy. model is owner operator, which means you are steaming those bagels, honey, for two years. Okay. Expect to steam those bagels. What for did two you think years. of the bagels? I the first one you like. So I showed up a little late naturally, mm-hmm. and uh, you handed me half of a blueberry steamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know we laugh because steamers really. Yeah, we so. Uh, Phil, I don't know if it's a West Coast thing or what, but uh, whenever you say something's a steamer, that generally means, like, if the movie's a steamer, that means the movie sucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know that okay, term. Steaming okay. pile of, yeah. Yeah, pile exactly. Of crap. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so, so when it was Sully Steamers, oh, we had the biggest laugh oh, yeah, out of it. We, we thought we were so funny. We're like, ah, steaming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, okay, anyway. Your blueberry steamer. The blueberry you- steamer ah. was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But even better, Phil, they have a sandwich called a bagel sandwich called the McSteamy. <laughs> it Stop is it. It, it replicates a Big Mac. And I have to tell you, out of all the steamers I've ever witnessed, <laughs> it was the best steamer I've ever had in my life. So it was pretty dang good. They have the Mac sauce on it? Uh they did it. They Thousand Island. Thousand yeah. Island. Roast beef. Lettuce. I don't. I don't know how. Whatever the Big Mac has. Pickles. Uh huh. And yeah. sesame seed. So two all beef patties, pickles. But it wasn't chicken, patties. It was um, roast beef. It was roast beef. Ah, okay. yeah. So um, and then with the sesame seed bagel. That bagels are a white people thing too. You know that, right? Bagels are white. You've never gone to a brunch with bagels. That that's a that's a white people thing. No, when you go to say Publix or whatever, you don't pick up six bagels for the kid. No, we get we we'll get muffins. Oh. But like bagels is a, that's a that's like a bougie white people thing. A because they're ten dollars a piece. Okay. Right. So you go to so next time when you go, would you go to Einstein or whoever's? Yeah. Just look at the people there. You're like, hmm. All right. Or look at the locations. Look where they're at. They're not in black neighborhoods. No. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So we'll have to bring bagels for Phil's uh, dinner party. We will for sure, along with his oysters. And we're gonna have to put salmon and cream cheese because that's very what. You oh, like yeah. salmon? You put fish on a bagel? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the only way to gosh, eat it. Lox. Yeah. Yo, I swear, y'all, y'all like to live on the edge. Like, what is going on with that? It's Come raw on. salmon. No, it's like smoked. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So anyway, that'll be a fun dinner party. That will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what did you think overall though? Speaking of food and the bagels and you liked all that. Okay. So um, what did you think of the food? I mean, I said, I really, I thought it was a foodie a foodie place. Yeah, it did. Uh, we had like one or two misses there while we were there, but nothing like, you know, it was still better than many towns that we've been in across the country. You know, we talk a lot about, like we've already talked a lot about food in this episode. Uh-huh. We talk a lot about food wherever we are. Uh, you just seem like- It's you kind can, of a mecca. You just seem like you can never get enough though. Never get enough what? Of tasting different varieties of food. Well- You know. We need to talk about this. Because- You, you- no. You're not a sharer. No. <laughs> no. She's not. She's so stingy, Phil. Listen, I'm going to tell you the story. <sighs> Everybody buckle up. <laughs> this is the dark side of Denise. Uh, so we went to this one restaurant. I just kind of had it with you about this. Uh-huh. And she ordered the beef tips or something. What Beef tips, right? With rice. It was a southern restaurant. Mm-hmm. Beef tips with rice. Uh-huh. And, you know, we've had this thing throughout our relationship like since the first date where I'm like, do you want to try some of mine? 
And then she won't ask me if I want to try some of hers. What do I always say to you when you ask me? We've been I ordered 20, what I ordered and this is what I want. This 25 is what I'm years we've been together. What what do I always say to you when you say to me, do you want some? What do I say? What's my answer? Categorically. If I wanted it, I would have ordered it. No, that's not my answer. That's your answer when I ask you if you want some? I say no. I literally just say. No, you say, get all snooty. When have no, I ever no. had any of your food? No, I say <laughs> no. I don't want it. I always say no. And okay. then, and then silence. <laughs> then I go to eating. Yeah, you go to and eating. And you were waiting. Uh huh. For me. So we went to the southern restaurant, and I was like, "Do you want some of this?" And she actually, I think that restaurant, you actually took some of my food, if I'm not mistaken. And so it's always been a sharing thing. No, and it's never been a sharing thing. You keep no. It's an issue. That's what I'm saying. It's an issue. It's but a it's sharing not, issue. Yeah, we don't have. It's not an issue for you. Well, it is an issue. I for don't you. share. I know. And so uh, instead of offering me one of her beef tips. She legit threw out four pieces of beef tips. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's Ellie. Is it birthday or money? Which one? it's birthday. <laughs> I let me just tell her. Hi. Hi. We're recording. Say hi. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the Skip Town All Stars podcast, hi. ladies and gentlemen. Ellie Gordon in the studio today. Okay, can we talk with? Thank you. Phil made me my own drink. Okay. In a red cup. <laughs> it's really yummy. <laughs> um, all right. I love you. Okay. I love you too. So I'll call you later. Okay. I just woke up. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Want to okay. know why she just woke up? Yeah, it's 1230. It's pretty she's living off my money. That's why she just woke up. It is true. Yeah. So back to you always eating my food off my plate, which is so annoying. I don't eat it off your plate. I never take it without asking. You guys haven't heard about the spouse tax? The spouse text? tax? Tax. No, what is no, that? What's that? All right. I mean, come on. You know what the dad tax is? Oh yeah. What's yeah. that? Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll explain what the dad tax is. If you're riding with your kids, you get them food, and you're driving, you got to stick you, your arm you behind, your arm the, behind seat. the seat. Give me some. Yeah. That's the dad tax. And you do this with Why your hand. Why is it taxed? Because because you bought them food, they have to give you a couple of fries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen me do that. I didn't on know road there's trips. a term for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's called the dad tax. Yeah, or if they're eating snacks out of a Trader Joe's bag or whatever, I'll be like, "Yo, give me some of those peanut butter cups." And then yeah. Oh, that's hysterical. There's, there's a term, term for it. For it. Okay. Yeah. See, he. I even had to finish. He already knew. Yeah. What I, was I was putting my arm behind my back as he was doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that maneuver. But the, there's a spouse tax, which is essentially the same thing because because I've noticed, and I'm sure a lot of guys out there notice too. You order something, your wife says she's not hungry. You got to get something anyway. Yeah. You know, or all oh, Armageddon. But when if you you guys get something different, get what she get her other option that she wanted. Because she's going to take some of yours anyway. Uh -huh. I'm different. I don't do that. He she does that to do that. me, Phil. Yeah. He does. I remember the very first date we went on and he asked me if he could have something of mine. And I was like, no. Like, I mean, I was like, no. <laughs> Dang, she should have said no. I know. I was like, I, I mean, I think I maybe, maybe I just thought to myself, like, who is going to eat off my plate? Like, and then now he's created my daughter, Ellie, a monster because mm -hmm. she does the same thing. So I just sent a text message to everyone on our trip during this trip and said, I'm sick of you guys eating off my plate. Don't ask me anymore. I'm not doing it. 
Yeah. And then I threw, and then I let the waitress take the plate with four beef tips. I guess I didn't even notice that I did that. He was so bent out of shape when we like, left that restaurant. You actually had it. Some of my, you had a taste of my food. That I day. did. Like they made homemade dumplings. So it's the oh, one yeah, and you time. You just reached out. Okay. But well, how many times have I done that? Okay. The course of thirty years. Oh, don't get all defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I just think if don't you, get all defensive. If you want it, order it. Don't take it off my plate. I have a I'm problem so with commitment. Okay. I have a problem with commitment. <laughs> it's known in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, <laughs> I wanted kids. I didn't want to get married. We could have been the next Kevin Bacon. We could have been a low rent Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. Are they not married? I don't think they're married. Oh, are they married? I think, I think they are. Okay, for, scratch that. I could have been the fat Kurt Russell and you could have been the brunette <laughs> Goldie Hawn. Okay. And no, you ruined it because you wanted to be married, mm-hmm. which is fine. And we did it doing the dance right now. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just, it's well known that I have a problem with commitment. And so when I order at the restaurant, I am torn between three things and I feel pressure oh. when the waitress <laughs> is standing right there and everybody no. at the table is waiting for me. To, no, let me no. finish. Let me finish. <laughs> and so, and so I feel pressure in the minute I say, okay, I'll have whatever the beef bourguignon or whatever. The second that waitress walks away, I'm like, no, I should have picked the chicken parm, you know, and I have this all this internal dialogue going in my head. So the one thing that gives me a little bit of respite is the fact that Denise ordered the chicken parm. So maybe I'll get a bite of hers. But I know it's going to be a whole thing because she's not Sherry Sherry. Uh -uh, I don't share. Um, And he does this thing, too. And probably because you were raised as an only child. Maybe. (laughs) I I don't know. I just does have something to do with like manners. You don't just take other people's food, I feel. I don't just take your food, to be clear. clear. Oh, I know, but you pressure me because you're asking me, and then you're staring at it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> does, he, does he give you the puppy dog eyes? Like, uh, Kind of, a little bit. Yeah. And so, but here's what he does. I just wait until she's done now. And normally, I take a bite, but she gave those tips away so fast. I was like, man, I couldn't even, like, snake it. You know, you know what my even... wife does? So she's like, I asked her if she wants any, right? I get something. She's like, no, I don't want any. And, she's, and then she's like, if, and then she'll come back and says, um... Uh, if you if you don't finish it, I'll just give what you have, and I'm just like, here, because <laughs> <laughs> really what she's saying is I want it. Yeah. Um. So James had this horrible habit, and you know I mentioned it to him like probably four years into our relationship, and he stopped doing it for many many years, and now he started it up again, where he does this thing where the waitress will hand him a menu, and 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 Phil, when you are out with us next time we go out to eat, you will notice this. He will look at that menu. And then he will put the menu down and you'll ask him, do you know what you're going to get? And he'll say yes. And then the minute the waitress walks up, he panics and you can see the panic and he's looking for the menu. He's oh, like, no. yeah. where is it? And he grabs it. He has to open it up while she's standing there. I used to think it was just attention getting like where he has her full attention. And now he's going to peruse the menu, even though he had 10 minutes to do it and had it down on the table, suggesting that he already picked a meal. But no, when she comes back and all of a sudden we all have to wait for him to decide, is it the chicken parm or is it this? And it's like, don't do that anymore. And I told him that. Don't do that. It's just annoying. <laughs> he stopped and now he's back at it. I so he's back at hardcore too. Uh, now I've gotten to a point where I just ask the waitress, this or this? And then she'll tell me what the most popular item is. Or don't get this. It tastes like whatever. So that's a little better at least, right? This or this. And then I say, okay, what do you recommend? And then I take their recommendation. And then you still ask me for food. I wait until you're finished. No. And then, I, and then I take a bite while you're like talking on the phone or doing something. So okay. anyway. Uh, no more. No more of that. that. Those days are over. 
you know what? You need to learn how to share. They should have taught you this in kindergarten in Chicago. <laughs> Sharing because is Because you grew up on the no, south side. We you stab don't do kids it. with pencils. <laughs> I know. You just used to shanking anybody who comes for your food. For that cookies and milk. No, back off. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's get back to Pastor Mike. So okay. Pastor Mike took us to five neighborhoods. Yeah. Five areas of Greenville. And I want to talk about the first one specifically designed for my millennial friends. Oh. My millennial okay. friends looking, looking at right at All you. Right. Looking right at Phil. Okay. Um, West Greenville. I cannot tell, like, so that's one of the first places we went that we saw what one of these, so the condos looked a little expensive, but they had rehabbed one of these textile mills. They did. It looks spectacular. Um kept all the original sort of exterior charm and everything as much as you can get from a factory, I guess. But now that you know people were living in there and enjoying their lives, they have lofts inside mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. It was like, dang, that's pretty cool what they did with that. They didn't take a wrecking ball to this thing. It wasn't falling over. Uh, they actually made something out of it. And this is a recurring theme in Greenville that I think a lot of people are going to be surprised to hear. It's not a decaying town. They make good use uh, residential, commercial, you name it, of, of the space that's there. Right next to our hotel, they were redoing that one uh, building. Yeah. Uh -huh. And turning it into, it's going to be a brewery. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, it was right by the railroad track, too. So, you yeah. know, it was used for industrial purposes, but, um, and, and the facade was still the same. Yeah. It had, like, drink Coca-Cola on it, which seemed like it was chipping the paint off. And, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful uh, brewery when they're done with it. Absolutely. So, uh, in West Greenville, what you have are all these cottages that surrounded the textile mill where the workers, uh, you know, used to work back when it was operational. Uh, a lot of two plus ones, a couple three bedrooms here and there. But uh, those houses are all starting around the lower to mid 200,000s and going up to maybe 400,000. I found the neighborhood charming, safe. Mm -hmm. uh, everything we were driving through just told me like, this is a perfect starter house for a young couple oh. or maybe a young couple with a baby or what have you. I can't, wherever you're living right now, if you're not feeling that, you have to, you, you absolutely should check out West Greenville. It, it's not it's like West Greenville. It's not West Greenville. It's literally West Greenville downtown. It's just right outside the downtown, correct? It's like eight minutes away or yeah. something like yeah. that. So you still get all the access yes. to all the restaurants and the and the Liberty Park. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, Liberty, Liberty. Bridge yes. and Falls Park, Park are all free and gorgeous and all that. You have all this access to trails. Um and a couple other things that we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, the next, so I, I can't say enough, that should be an area you should be considering in terms of real estate if you are a first time buyer. Yeah, and Mike had explained too, just a couple of years ago was when people started coming in to revitalize the area. Yeah. Um, some of the houses you get for like 175, it was crazy. They're wow. small. Yeah, they're small. They're probably 12, 1300 square feet. They're not huge, yeah. but they're right near everything. And like he said, it's great for a couple maybe a couple with one child. Um, the yards aren't big, but there is a yard. Uh -huh. um, it is, it is, you're it was right. It quiet, it was peaceful. We um, were both blown away because it's yeah. something we would have done. Yeah, if you're single trying to make, you know, you're like, yes. okay, I'm going to make my first investment. I have my first junior ex accountant yes. job or exec job or whatever. Uh, you know, it could be a good first investment for you. You said okay. millennial, so I've got my first uh, OnlyFans job, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my house of mine. <laughs> exactly. You're up to 100,000 followers. Go to West Greenville. You can uh -huh. find yourself a nice little cottage to shoot your videos there you go uh okay so the next place we went are you good with west greenville 
Oh, Shoeless Joe Jackson was raised in that area. And Shoeless Joe Jackson, you can't really mention Greenville without mentioning Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was a famous baseball player back in the day. Um, They called him Shoeless because one game his shoes were too tight and he decided he was just going to play the second doubleheader barefoot. And it was one game and it stuck and he's not crazy about it. Anyway, baseball lore. Uh, Anyway, he lived in that neighborhood. He did, yes. So next we went to Simpsonville. It's a cool little downtown. It's a little stretched out to me. It's an old train town. Uh, A lot of um, renovations and uh, upgrades, but keeping the character of a little train town are happening there. Uh, To me personally, it felt like the the railway separates the downtown a little bit. If you remember, it sort of dissected like right in the middle. Um, but it was a great vibe. Uh, the houses there ranged from two, again, 240 to 500 K. I found one there for $448,000, six bedrooms, 3,600 square feet. Whoa, that's huge. Yeah. That's not a big lot for you and I. Uh, it was only like, I think it was like a third of an acre or something like that. But uh, just saying, if you want that big house near a little downtown area and then the ability to in 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes at the most to downtown Greenville, that's a great house. Yeah. I mean, come on for 400. Like that's insane. I found prices in this entire region that I was I was not able to find in many other regions in the United States that we visited. So uh, there is another area that we went through called Woodruff. For me, I was out. It's so many strip malls. Remember Uh, that one area? It was like, I don't know, two or three miles of strip malls. They do have a parallel parkway that you can sort of divert yourself around the main intersections there and everything. Yeah, I remember driving through there with Mike and thinking, oh, this is where everyone goes to Target, Home Goods. Like, I wouldn't want to necessarily live over here. It's really congested and just strip mall haven. Like, there's not a lot of charm in that area. No, not. I'm sure, like, you know, Look, there are big houses there and whatnot, but oh, yeah. 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 But that main strip there is, I mean, that would be, that'd be tough sledding on a Saturday afternoon when you're just trying to get from one side of town to the other. Agreed. Um, and that brings up an interesting point, And that is all throughout this area, the one thing that you can expect are HOAs. There are so many subdivisions and developments there. I know you would not think that because you think South Carolina, open space. No, you, everyone has to wrap their head around the fact that they're aren't places with much open space anymore that you would want to live or right. that we would want to live. Those places you don't want to live in. I, it's just true. We've been to parts of Texas, parts of Ohio, parts of Kentucky that have tons of open space, but you just don't want to live there. Right. So a, a town like Greenville, open spaces are hard to come by. They are. I mean, the place is booming almost everywhere you look. Yeah. You can get you know a decent sized lot. We want more because we yeah. never had it. Uh, but all that to say... I think uh, Woodruff is pretty much out for us. Agreed. So, uh, oh, the other thing is though, they are building a BMW battery plant there in like in that Woodruff area. Kind of fits that they're gonna put a battery factory in there because in nearby Spartanburg, you have the BMW factory. I know, and do you remember back when we um, talked to cousin Judy about travel, she had said to us, she knew we were gonna go to Greenville, you have to visit the BMW plant. It is a sight. Walking through the factory, seeing how the cars are made, it really is just, it's an educational tour, but at the same time, so impressive. So I was really excited about going to visit the BMW plant. I mean, remember I was talking about on the road and then we get there and uh, it was closed. Closed for tours because they had projects going on. I was so mad. I was going to call Cousin Doreen and see if I could pull one of those like, hey, 
can you help us out? But I don't want to put her on the spot. So uh, coming for you, BMW plant next That's visit. Right. Oh, and that brings up an interesting point. Cousin Doreen actually works at the BMW plant. We haven't talked a lot about her in this particular episode, even though she lives outside of Greenville because we saw so much of her in Asheville. And so we'll get to that in our next episode. But Oh, I'm making um, Cousin Doreen do me a private tour. Yeah, okay. let's hope so. And uh, <laughs> I know it's going to be like the real deal. Uh-huh, for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving Sorry. on, the last city we went to was Traveler's Rest. Uh, you and I had kind of come through there a little bit. You were sleeping. You were open mouth in the car, Stop. catching flies. I don't think so. You I, were. I sleep pretty. No, you don't. <laughs> so, you don't. And so uh, we had already gone through there. I found a house up in the hills there near Travelers Rest. I didn't. It's a weird name for a town. Well, you know why? Tell me. Oh, I thought you knew. I think it's pretty obvious, but I want to know what it's, you're going to say. When people travel through there, they would stop to rest. Like yeah. They would go from, isn't it from Georgia to North Carolina? It was like the place they would stop. Yeah. Um, while we were in Greenville, more than one person said to us, oh, you should look at Travelers Rest because it's where you can get a little bit more property and it's only 20 minutes outside of the downtown area. Yeah. Um, but we went there and, you know, I wasn't really impressed. Were you? Uh, I, I mean, I thought the strip in the downtown and everything they're doing there is pretty fantastic, honestly. It seemed like it was still up and coming. It is still up and coming. In fact... Uh, and there wasn't a lot of places that had acreage. Like, for people referring us to that place, I was a bit surprised. I thought, oh, we're going to see houses with four or five acres. No, so there were still really developments the, and stuff, yeah. There were mm. developments which, you know, I we can't get a lot of land in a development. And then it just still seemed like... Uh, yeah, it seemed like it was still too up and coming. Does we did that make find any that sense? one house. Yeah, definitely. But okay. um, we did find that one house at the top of the hill. Remember, I woke you up and said, "Okay, this is what four hundred fifty thousand dollars gets you here." Uh, when we were touring by ourselves, however, the one thing I think that's important to mention about Travelers Rest is it wasn't until a handful of years ago when they completed the Swamp Rabbit Trail going up there to that area that that place started to take off because you had a listener also tell us like, hey, Traveler's Rest, it's kind of like Hicktown yes, out there, yes. right? Uh, not so. Uh, 26 miles of hiking and biking trails going from Greenville now to Traveler's Rest, uh, credited with boosting sales of nearby businesses 85%. Oh, yeah. I remember Pastor Mike telling us that, that when they extended this biking trail, the Swamp Rabbit Trail to Traveler's Rest, it made yeah. all the difference. And when you hear the story, you think to yourself, how does a biking trail bring that much revenue into a town? But when you're starting at downtown Greenville and you want to take a, a nice bike ride and you go with a group of people or even, you know, your wife or your best friend, whatever it's going to be, um, yeah. you're, you're going to stop and you're going to get something to eat. Absolutely. You may pick when up you get like, to the end of the trail, yes. you're going to be like, I need a couple beers and a sandwich. Of yeah. course. And you may like pick up like, oh, this is a cute blouse or whatever. I, I could put it on my bike or I can put in my messenger bag, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it was, I, I was shocked by it, but thinking about it, it does make sense. Yeah. Traveler, Traveler's Rest, incidentally, used to uh, drain money from Greenville, and now it contributes, That's, all because of the building, uh, the the construction of this trail. Yeah. The I extension can, of this trail, I should say. And plus all the, all the restaurants and everything that have come around it, because he did, you know, Pastor Mike did explain, like, these buildings were in decay and people have come in now and repurposed them for barbecue places, you know, the bagel place. Um, there was an, a, one of those like bath and body places, not bath and body works, but you know, like an apothecary, am I apothecary? I always say it wrong, apothecary. Apothecary. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway. <laughs> Arboretum. So, 
<laughs> no, <laughs> Arbitorium? Not, no, not that. Uh, okay, so moving on, though, uh, to the most important aspect of this particular episode, in my opinion, yeah. and that is I feel like the last place that Pastor Mike took us, Greer, South Carolina, G-R-E-E-R, was the jackpot. I oh. felt like it was the jackpot. Uh, founded in 1876, population of Greer, 37,000 as of the 2020 census. Here come the oh, phone calls. Oh, 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 it's Parker. Money or birthday? Birthday and money. Money's for me. Hi, lovey. Thank you. We are live and we are recording the episode right now. Okay, no worries. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. It was birthday. It was birthday. It's going to be birthday for you. Parker hits me for money. She doesn't really hit you for money. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to me. So Cheers, good. Phil. Um, I'm Cheers. empty. He's oh. empty. Okay, so back to Greer. Uh, Greer is also home to the Greenville Spartanburg International Airport. Second busiest airport that we found in, uh, not that we found, that exists in South Carolina, but we did not know that when we got to Greenville. Uh, over 100 direct flights going out of Greenville. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because we thought, oh, small airport, like there's going to be a connector everywhere. Like this is going to connect to Charleston. It's going to connect to Atlanta. No, there's direct flights to Orlando, to Denver. Yep. And to uh, Chicago. It was, uh, it was rather illuminating because it solved your airport problem. It did you have in many cities. Yeah, because the way so where um, Greenville is situated, it's about two hours from Atlanta and three hours from Charleston. So I immediately thought I'm going to have to travel to Atlanta to fly out every time I want to get a, a flight somewhere. And I was so happy to find out that that was not the case, because that's obviously one of our bullet points on. Can we live here? How far is the airport? Yep. And, and I want to stay within 60 minutes if possible. 60 minutes if possible. Uh, okay, so uh, Cousin Doreen did mention early on in our visit before we even went with Pastor Mike to Greer, she said, I think what you're describing sounds like Greer. And what we found when we got there is 60, somewhere between 60 and 100 small and locally owned businesses in a downtown center outside of downtown Greenville, so 20 minutes away, so you have your own local downtown. Then in 20 minutes, you can get to downtown Greenville in 10, 15 minutes, you can get to the airport and you can get to Costco in 15 minutes and all that other crap in the Woodruff, Woodruff area. Um, 20 parks, three recreation centers, miles of walking trails. Greer has been ranked among the best places to live in America. What? By publications, including Business Week and Money Magazine. Oh, we better hurry because what, what? When, whenever they list it, you, we're out of the market. The word is out. Oh, for sure. Remember Fairhope, Alabama? Yep. On Forbes magazine, like mm -hmm. top places to live. And then in five years, it was boom. We couldn't. Yeah, that now was there's it. even a reality show there. So. Yeah. Um, you know what I found that I liked about Greer was that it was almost uh, it was almost a duplication of downtown Greenville. The the streets look the same. I mean, it's small. It's like four blocks maybe, but it duplicated the feel of downtown Greenville with the charm of it, the buildings, um, architecture, uh, just the people walking around. Um, Greenville definitely has a sophisticated uh, feel to it with regards to the shops, the restaurants, the amenities it offers. And I felt that Greer had that same sophistication. Agree. 
I, I thought it was the perfect stop in between the city and everything. I mean, I yeah. just, and you know, it's in our budget. So that area is in the same, you know, houses are the same 200 to 600,000, depending on what you want. You may still not be able to get the exact same property that you can get out, you know, in for even going further out of town, but it's in a gray zone. I looked at Zillow. It's, it checks a lot of boxes for us. Oh, surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway um there was one there was one thing really quick i want to mention in our travels with pastor bob who the hell is pastor bob i don't know who pastor bob who is, is pa oh my god i'm gonna have another drink <laughs> you should take take the rest of it pastor mike in our travels with pastor mike the one thing i noticed and i wanted to talk to you about this because i did a little research oh this is crazy okay you're in a small area did you notice how many breweries there were on this tour. Oh my gosh. Not just in downtown Greenville, but on the tour at large. Like everywhere we went, it's like, that's a brewery. That's a brewery. Yep. And I said, even to Pastor Mike, how much beer can one one town drink? Yeah. So I had to dive into uh I just wanted to see how many breweries are actually in Greenville. Uh -huh. So um do a little little fun facts here. Do it. Okay. Ooh. So Phil, are you a beer drinker? I I, I do like beer. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I hit the mic there. Okay, so I have some some questions for you guys and some fun facts. Okay. okay. If you had to guess the city that has the most breweries, what would you think it would be? Asheville. Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's a really good guess. It's got 50 breweries. Okay, stop. Did you do your own research? Because I spent time looking this up. So just shush. Phil. I mean, I was preparing for the next episode. <laughs> if I'm being Phil, honest. what city do you think in the United States has the most brews? He's saying Asheville, North Carolina. Pittsburgh. Oh my God! That's a good Did guess. Did you know? Like, what is happening here? That's a good guess, Phil. Oh, don't know. Milwaukee. Was I? Did you know I was coming for you? Okay. <laughs> it's actually Chicago. But hold on, your two oh, surprise. Your, your, your two <laughs> answers are in this list somewhere. Okay, Chicago has. If you had to guess how many breweries in Chicago, what would you say? Like 111. You, it's got to be. It's over 100. Stop it right now. I'm yeah. not even doing this anymore. Well, it, we're guys. We know what beer is. He doesn't even drink beer. How does he know? What is it? Yeah. 103. You oh. guys, 100. I thought, honestly, 50. 103. Okay. The average per city across the United States, what would you guess that number to be? Oh, my gosh. Seven. It's so exploded in the past. Like, yeah. I mean, it's got to be over five. It's eight. He said seven. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. Well, you can't go to the grocery store without seeing an entire wall. Okay. Now. Of micro brews. Yeah. You okay? I really thought this was going to be surprising. You just need to go to liquor store. We're just, we're just, we're just really smart. That's all you, you are. Okay. Really are. So hold on. So the top three beer drinking cities. Now you're going to guess it, but let me tell you what what the parameters are. It has to do with the cost and access to the breweries for their beer, right? So and and it's the number of bars per one hundred thousand residents of that city we're in math okay. now so we're the top deep in i know the top three beer drinking cities has to do with cost and where like the access to get beer what would you say so the you, top three you want to know why why what my thought process is behind that okay tell it's got to be a northern place mm -hmm. right it's got to be a northern place and, and it's got to have poor people in it and yep. it's got to be cold yeah. okay so give me your top three. Oh, man, I'm, i mean pittsburgh one of them Pittsburgh was absolutely number one. Yeah. That was number one. <laughs> number two, you will not get. Go Steelers. 
Um, number two, you will not get, but go ahead. Tell, tell, like, give me a guess on number two. West, somewhere in West Virginia. You guys, it is west of the Mississippi. Oh, you will not oh. guess. You will not guess this one. It's yeah. one of it is Oregon, uh, Portland. What? Yeah. Why? Portland's got a lot of breweries. It's not. I remember that when we rolled. Yeah, there. but it's not Portland. It's Bend, Oregon. Oh, Bend, Oregon. Bend, yeah, they're, they're a Oregon. Of bigger beer companies. It averages a hundred and ten beers per brewery and costs four dollars per pint. Mm-hmm. Beer drinking. Um, beer drinkers can visit the home of. Okay, I don't know what this is. Maybe you guys will know. The shoot of a black. Oh, from the Butte D- Porter. What the heck oh, is the that? The Deschutes River is right there. It okay. Through Bend. Okay, so beer drinkers can visit the home of the Deschutes, Black, Butte, and Porter, <laughs> or Jubilela, Jubilela. You're speaking J- another language, right? U B E L A L E. Is that an? Is that a? Is that a beer? How do you spell it? J U B E L A L E. What is that? Jubilale. Yeah. But they have it all. Jubilela? Did you? I said Jubilela. But it's like. It's Jubilee. Oh, Jubilee. It's like Jubilee. Jubilee. What is it? Is it a beer? I have never had it. Okay. So that's number two, Bend, Oregon. And. um, Milwaukee. Yes. But you you said that in a previous episode. That's an easy one. Okay. So here. Okay. Here's a little. Here's a little. Fun, fun thing. No, no looking. Okay. So <laughs> Milwaukee has 33 breweries. It's the 16th highest for the number of bars per 100,000 residents. Schlitz is what made Milwaukee famous, but what other well-known breweries dot the city? There are three major breweries in Milwaukee. Can you guys name the three? Schlitz, Pabst, and Budweiser's yeah. in St. Louis. I, I have no idea. Schlitz, Pabst. I got two of those. No, no. In addition to Schlitz, there's three others. In addition, oh, Old so, Milwaukee. Yes, but that's not the major. It's three majors. Old Milwaukee got me through college. It was pretty major. <laughs> okay, that's not on my list. Okay, that's Key- not on my list. Play along. Keystone. Yeah. Keystone. Keystone. No, that's not a, a Colorado. Isn't Keystone? You did say poor people. I don't know. <laughs> you okay. did say poor people. Natty Light. Natty Light. <laughs> okay, Go I'll just, Bush. No, it's Pabst. Okay. Miller. Oh, Miller. And Blatz. And Blatz. Oh, Blatz. Yeah. So downtown Greenville had four breweries. And with 12,000 residents, that's a lot, four mm-hmm. breweries. The Greenville City as a whole has, I told you, 72,000 Greenville City. Greenville County has 547,000 residents. Guess how many breweries in Greenville County. If you just take the numbers four, there's four breweries in downtown Greenville mm-hmm. with only 12,000 residents. How many would you guess? Because this is, they like their beer there. For this 500 residents. has made her especially <laughs> mathematical today. There's a lot okay. of numbers being just thrown tell me out how here. Many, lot. How many breweries do you think Greenville County has? And I crunch 12. data and she's smoking me right now. 12. No. 12 okay. breweries in Greenville County? No, uh, that's no, too 28. low. Too low? 28. 20. Oh. 20 breweries for 500,000 people. Do you know how many people are getting drunk every day? All of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Good. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Tasty. So I, I had to look that up because everywhere we went, and he took us all over, not just downtown Greenville, there Correct. was a brewery. He would say, there's a brewery there. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, they have quite a bit, quite a bit of beer flowing in that city. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just said correct. You know, like when people say correct, 
it kind of assumes that like you could have been incorrect, right? <laughs> you just made it, it has a backward. I know. I didn't mean to say correct. I'm sorry. And especially I knew I was day. right anyway, so it didn't matter. You <laughs> could say whatever. <laughs> it's true, but don't you notice that when somebody when you're like telling somebody a story or a fact, and they're like, "That's correct," and you're like, "Yeah, I know it's correct because I just said it." <laughs> Affirmative. Did, yeah. You just blew right past it. I did. I didn't even. You're hear so you. used to. Discounting what I say. <laughs> to be to be right. To be right. It's shocking you I'm do a podcast with me, considering how little of what I say actually resonates with you. Anyway, um, okay. Moving on. I was waiting for you. <laughs> you got more. Uh, well, I want to talk a little bit about how walkable the city is. Uh, there is no subway. There's no uh, rail of any sort to get uh, people around. But there is a bus system. And they actually have a trolley, which you and I did not, did not see. see the trolley. No. Um, I looked it up, and their hours are really weird. They only run Thursday through Sunday. Mm. <laughs> Thursday and Friday, it's like from 6 to 10. And on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, Saturdays is more like 10 to 5 and Sundays is Those an, are some really restricted hours. I was like, where is this free trolley? I never saw it once. But it, there are 20 shoe stores. Yeah. So get your butt walking down Main Street. So yeah, so uh, it's very walkable and you're going to find yourself doing a lot of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And while we were walking, I'm seeing here in the show notes, you notice a lot of mountain man beards. Want to talk about that? <laughs> I don't understand. I, you want to tell me why it's a show note? Well, because I think it's weird. I always used to call it the terrorist beard because all the white guys would have the terrorist beard. Osama so bin Laden. You're talking beard. like the ZZ Top type beard. Yeah, but you know, Osama bin Laden is the one who made it famous. <laughs> okay. And I'm I like, guess. why are white guys wearing this beard? You are a man. You're white. Mm-hmm. Why do white men do it? Uh, I. Do you think, especially talking about microbrew culture, mm-hmm. right? I think there's a lot of microbrew culture where the guys just grow the beard and it's rustic and it's kind of country or Western or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think, I think yeah, uh, that's the style. That's just yeah. the style now. That, of, and like, like millenni- the, the white barbers, millennial guys, the barbers have that like weird and like all the all the forearm tattoos and the slick back yep. hair. That's just a style. It's yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I think it personally, I think if you can, you don't think anybody can pull it off. I take it. I do not think there's a single white person I've ever seen that could pull it off. You could put Tom Brady in a beard and he would look terrible to me. Uh, let me go to well, chat. He's got a little head. Let me go to chat GPT. I'm going to make this right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it work on some people. There are certain musicians and stuff where I think it works. I don't know. It, it works a certain mindset. Um, I don't know. The mountain man beard was pretty prevalent all through our visit of Greenville. And I just, I don't find him attractive. So I didn't understand it. That's why I put mm. in the show note. I was like, huh. I'm going to start growing one. Do not. I beg of you. Do not start growing one. We already talked about this before as well. I was I I let my hair, uh, my facial hair grow out for like three weeks when we were in Idaho one year. You struggled. It was yeah, it was really <laughs> patchy. I was like, what the heck? I've been shaving since I was eight years old. Yeah, I don't know. I think the beard mm. is a um, what do you call it? It is um, you uh, I. What do you call it when like you it's like a you know like it has an attribute that like people have to like like it's a it's um you have to you have to like facial hair I mean you I just yeah I don't know yeah as you can see you are clean shaven and that is what I like yeah I that was really coherent what you just said (laughs) I'm leaving it in. 
I'm leaving it in uh, the show. Yeah. So uh, I hope that trend stops soon. I'm so tired of Do it. Do you? Oh, yeah. It's been going on for a while. Like, I love. Oh, yeah. Ever since, like, the Lumineers and all that stuff, right? Oh, years. Like, we'd yeah. be in L.A. in Silver Lake, Echo Park, and white guys with those beards. And I'd be like, there's that is no. kind of weird. Uh, not so much the beard, but the beard with the suspenders and the pointy brown shoes in Los Angeles. The high like, water jeans that. that are that are folded. Like, yep. So you yeah. 100%. I didn't get that movement. In a city like L.A., I don't understand that, but whatever. Hey, man, to each their own. It's a free country. It's an awful look. America. <laughs> it's an awful look. America. Anyway, uh, okay, well, uh, look. Uh, oh, uh, well, there are a couple things, and, you know, we started doing this uh, in a, a couple episodes ago, but uh, Phil, you're going to be glad to know that you can live in Greenville. Oh, that that's that's <laughs> pleasant. I was going to ask you that. Because uh, you're talking about a cotton man. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I do not blame you. Uh, 62% white, 27% black, 6% Hispanic, Latino as of 2021. However, I'm not sure that's exactly accurate because we not only saw a lot of taco shops, especially on the Swamp Rabbit Trail, we saw tamale shops. Oh, I know. And that's like hardcore. I have like, some I have some news about you guys. What's what? that? The hipster white people got a hold of tamales and tacos now. Are no, you they kidding? didn't. There's no way they the can. Hipsters are there's doing a tamales? Whole, there's a whole Facebook group called White People that Making Mexican Food. That is cultural appropriation. Wait, I'm going to give that up right what away. What is it called? White is People it? Making Mexican Food. And it's all the stuff you see at those restaurants. Like if you ask an actual Hispanic or Latin person to go to these places, they'd be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's all hipster white Hipster white people making that that stuff. Oh my god! And, and they now huh. got their hands on tamales. Hipsters <sighs> making is tamales. nothing sacred. No, tamales no. should be sacred. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and only for Christmas Eve. Yes, one hundred percent. And I've had a, I've Those had a white a person tamale, and it was pretty, a hipster white person tamale. It was actually pretty dope. I'm sure they, they put lie. some crazy like corn blah 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 like not normal stuff on it like on the topping. I mean, it's like organic stuff where it's like we. Created this on our own, you know. Some Made by thing. a man with yeah. forearm tattoos and a terrorist beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I have to try it. With the girl, with the girl name. His name is Leslie. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's you know what's it. funny. That Speaking of it. black folks and white folks, like if you like, like uh, what's his name? The comedian Tracy. Um, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, the black guy. He's like, how come? How is it that the black guys can get away with like having female names, but when you name a white guy, that it's kind of weird. Oh, that's yeah. a good question. I've seen a black guy named Courtney. You did? Yeah. Yeah. He played in the NBA. That's right. I know. If there was a boy named Courtney, people would be like, Courtney. Oh, my God. That kid would get his mm-hmm. ass whipped on. Remember the- Sue? Yeah. A boy named Sue? That's a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, but there's actually a couple boys named Sue. Really? So I- I've never met a boy named Sue. Do you think I made that up? Do you remember what I promised you guys a minute ago? Yeah, oh, let yeah. me see Tom Brady with a beard. I think you're going to like it, Denise. Oh, let me see. <laughs> so phil if you do kind of like it no i still do he doesn't he looks good so phil just generated a photo of tom brady with a beard um it's like thanks AI. Lo- i know thank you thanks, thanks uh artificial overlord i'm looking right now so if you're on youtube you're seeing it as well i think right can we pull it up on youtube for for everyone to see of course yeah it's um, in, it's yeah already he there. looks he looks statuesquely like like very prominent like from the 1800s, but still, he looks like a confederate.
Confederate general is what he looks like. He's got like. the oh. hipster suspenders with the coat. He does. With the coat. The suspenders. I thought that was a backpack. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I thought he was, thought he was carrying a backpack. He's hiking in a three-piece suit. <laughs> it still looks good on him, because, but oh, I still see? wouldn't. No, Here we go. Not, I still wouldn't date him. Tom Brady. Oh. Okay. He's going to be torn up Oh, I know, Because you know he's on the market now. Oh, yeah, I know. He's really, he's waiting, he's waiting around for me. Uh -huh. He is, he is. Okay, uh, back, to, let's finish with yeah. some Greenville stats real quick. Okay. Uh, and then, do you have a top five and bottom five? Because I made one. Oh, I did not. Perfect. Okay. I get to talk. Uh, the unemployment rate in Greenville County was approximately 2.7% as of November 22. Pretty low. That is. Uh, median income home price in Greenville was around 325K. Okay. All those seven figure houses yeah. skewing it north. But uh, it was an increase of 15% over 2021. Okay. Uh, average apartment rent within city limits was approximately 1350 per month. That's really reasonable. Yeah. And uh, in the 2022 midterm elections, about 60% of Greenville County voters voted Republican. So 60-40. So more of a reddish purple. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I did ask Pastor Mike about homelessness because we did notice there wasn't many people living on the streets. And we do notice that in our travels. It was cold while we visited. And we were told by some locals, well, they're not outside because it's so cold. But Master... But Pastor Mike actually clarified it better. He said that they take care of their homeless. He said that they have shelters for them. Mm -hmm. Salvation Army is one of them. And they have other uh, companies that have uh, shelters for the homeless. So they're taken care of. So Greenville yep. takes care of their people. And that speaks to this statistic. There are approximately 550 homeless individuals counted in Greenville during the 2022 point in time survey, meaning they are tracking that and they're actively trying to find solutions to that problem. Sounds like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Sounds sounds a lot like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, so when you went to the breweries, do they all look like this? Uh, no. <laughs> a no bill. They absolutely That's prohibition do not. stuff right there. Wow. He's got tattoos and everything. You gave Tom Brady. So right now what we're looking at, if you're listening to the show, look is Tom Brady with suspenders, Tattoos on his arms and, a, beard, yeah. and the beard. Strangely and, long arms. Oh, like, his arms look are at his, a little long. Look at his right arm. Yeah, but is wow. way longer than his left Nobody arm. Nobody looked like him. No. Come on, uh -huh. AI. And, you know, <laughs> all this AI stuff, like creating documents, creating artwork, and all this, weren't they supposed to replace us so that we didn't have to work? True, like, right. how come no AI is really like raking the leaves, <laughs> pulling my weeds? Plumbing the toilets, uh -huh. you know, Cleaning like the all those things. Like, I'll oh, make a dinner. You know, I'll make dinner. You know what's yeah. funny? I literally, I know we're getting off top of here, but I had this conversation with Lucia last night. We were watching a movie about some dystopian future with robots, right? Uh -huh. They had like a physical robot, right, doing tasks. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, in the future, if technology advances, we won't have robots physically doing these tasks. Just the appliances will just be doing the tasks for us. Right. Oh, that's true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have yeah. Susie Robot vacuuming. I already have a Roomba doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my, I would have a refrigerator that would, I would have the ingredients in it and it would just make what I wanted to. It, right. It would integrate with my oven or whatever huh. and then just go boop, boop, boop and then do that. My car would drive itself. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't yeah. need a robot physically sitting in the driver's seat. Right. Right. <laughs> You've already outwitted AI. Yeah. 
I won. You won. <laughs> I'm not real, guys. You won. Terminator 7. <laughs> Phil takes revenge. Uh, okay, good. You good on Greenville? Well, you didn't finish your top. Oh, no, I'm about to do my top oh. five. My question for you, though, is can you live there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time because I know we're we're heading to Connecticut. <laughs> Literally uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little cold in Greenville. Temperatures got down to 18 degrees, but everyone told us it was a, a cold snap. Mm -hmm. And I believed it. I didn't see any snow. Well, there was no snow to be seen because it mm. didn't snow. Uh, I thought it was chilly, but I had to I had to believe that it was just the last couple of weeks. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, so it's really going to give Connecticut a run for its money. Not even going to lie. It really is. It is. It's already entered the top 10. I know I people have sent us photos of snow on the ground in Connecticut. And I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We couldn't even handle Greenville. We couldn't. Yeah. So, so. we'll see how it goes next month in Guilford. But yeah. uh, okay. So my top five of Greenville, you ready? I'm ready. Revamping of old textile mills into condos, apartments, and mixed use is number one. I think that's ingenious. Uh, my hometown of, near my hometown of Youngstown, Ohio, uh, still a lot of decay in a lot of different areas. Greenville has seemed to be very progressive in solving some of those issues. Um, number two, Liberty Bridge, Falls Park, and Reedy Falls. That whole area is spectacular. One of the best downtowns I've ever seen. Diversity in age, gender, and race, all, all walks of life, lots of safe neighborhoods for all levels of income, mm -hmm. which is important, uh, not just for the rich people, but for the, uh, you know, the people who are, you know, making their way in life or not so well to do. Uh, seemed, generally speaking, like a pretty safe town. Yes. Um, I already did. Uh, oh, uh, I wanted to say Grand Bohemian Hotel. And between the trees, great restaurant, very picturesque inside and out. The yes. park is right there. It's pretty killer. And then lastly, and most importantly, the right kind of growth, it seems. They put a lot of thought into whatever they're doing. The whole downtown revitalization project, obviously a great example of that. Uh, and it's very welcoming to outsiders like us. The first two or three days we were there, I did not meet anybody who had actually grown up in Greenville. They had all come from somewhere else. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. And uh, I don't have a bottom five. I have a bottom three. Okay. Uh, the drippy sauce at Lewis Barbecue. Oh, it's terrible. Ooh, well, I yeah. learned something. The drippy sauce. It was like vinegary. It was just like, it, was, it wasn't It was barbecue sauce. It was like barbecue juice. <sighs> yeah, it's called Carolina barbecue, but um, it's just why. I don't understand. We had this whole discussion about why a restaurant or a region has to ruin tried and true and make it their own. Well, the people in Carolina would say we did it first. So it wasn't other places have spun off from them, according to the people in It's South not barbecue Carolina. sauce. It's a, at that particular place. It wasn't. There is a Carolina gold sauce. Even Trader Joe's sells it now. That's fantastic. It's thick. It's molasses. It's got a little more mustard in it and everything. Um, the stuff that we found. I, and to me, it made no sense because that brisket was amazing. They cooked that brisket really well. But no good barbecue sauce. There was sauce no to sauce put to put on it. So. Nope. Um, the other bottom, one of the other bottom threes for me, number two is it's an HOA haven everywhere, everywhere you look, there's so many developments. Even when we were driving around with pastor Mike, I began to gloss over it. Every development he pointed at, um, and last but not least, we just talked about it. 18 degrees 
what the yep. hell? So yep. <laughs> I cannot Pretty believe. Pretty cold. But I don't think that's really uh, Greenville's fault. It's a killer town. Like I said, if you're looking to invest or move or relocate or whatever, it's got a lot to offer. And it's definitely, I think, going to creep up on our list the more and more we think about it. So that's it. That's all I got. All right. Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.